and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. If you are new here, hello, it's great to have you. If you like design, influencers, blogging, celebrities, DIY, reality TV, and someone who really gets on a tangent all the time, you're in the right place. Um, today we have Julia Markham of Chris Loves Julia on the show. She is one of the OG design bloggers. She started her blog Chris Loves Julia over a decade ago and obviously it's one of the biggest resources and it's grown to you know an Instagram account because it started before Instagram and a YouTube channel etc. Um, and this was just a really good episode. She doesn't do a lot of podcasts because I was trying to find her on podcasts to sort of listen to a longer conversation with her before doing the interview. So I'm just so grateful to have her on mine. And I think if you are not into Chris Loves Julia, listen to this episode anyway, because I think you definitely will be by the end of it. Um, like a lot of people, she's recently moved. She's redoing a house. She is a daughter in middle school, or I guess who's starting middle school. Um, so it was just, it was great to talk to her and get some of her best tips and to talk about the reality of doing things yourself and how people make mistakes and also get like good tips, best practices, etc. Again, thank you so much to Lowe's for making this interview happen. Um, I'm just going to be really quick today. Um, we have some really interesting people coming on for September and I'm super excited about it. Um, I've been in the Hamptons all summer almost two and a half months and I'm leaving next week so I think that next week it's going to be a solo show which I'm looking forward to catching up with all of you. I think I'm going to talk about things that I love, things that I'm very much into right now on the design and the home front um, and trends etc. And I'll also have something really exciting to announce hopefully by next show Um and I don't want to give too much away, but um, it's just something really cool that I'm going to be doing and something that everyone can tune into and join me on. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to make it a mystery. I'm going to shut up. Um, if you like this show, please subscribe, rate, and review, or share with a friend. Stalk me on Instagram at It's Amanda Lauren. Don't forget the It's. Um, Obnoxious Blue Check. Um, on Twitter at Amanda Lauren. Um, and if you want to see what Julia did for her Lowe's fall refresh, there are photos in the article, which is linked in the show notes. Um, and the article, and my social media is also linked in the show notes. It's always linked in the show notes. Anyway, here we go. Julia Markham of Chris Loves Julia. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to have you. So for anyone who hasn't heard of you, who is probably living under a rock or maybe it's your first time <laughs> listening to this podcast, how did you get into design and blogging? Because I feel like you're one of those, do you know who Jordan Reed is, Ramshackle Glam? I feel, okay. Yeah. I've interviewed her before too and I'm like I call I'm like you're I called her one of the OG bloggers and I feel like you are also in that category of people that started over a decade ago and I don't think I mean listen I'm not going to speak for you but I feel like a lot of people in your position never thought it would be their actual job or their actual destiny and here here we are so what were you doing and how did Chris Loves Julia sort of become about? 
Yeah. So it has, I started back in 2009 and early 2009. And so it's been, well, uh, 12 and a half years since I started blogging and sharing about renovating our home. And um, it, we were actually living in an apartment at the time. And I just really needed a creative outlet. And um, I started kind of treating our home like a canvas and uh, sharing about it. We had moved away from our family and friends for, you know, the first time in our post-married life. And uh, at first it was kind of just a way to keep our families updated on what we were doing. And then I found this whole community of people that were kind of sharing what they were doing and I connected with them. And I, you are absolutely right that at the time, um, blogging, content creation, I mean, Instagram didn't even exist at, at that time. And so that wasn't really on our radar as something that was going to pay any sort of bills, but um, the more I did it, um, the more I just was captivated by it. And I really loved the community that was kind of gathering around me. And I just kept going every day for the past 12 years. <laughs> what were you doing before? Like as you're jumping? Um, yeah, I actually worked um, for an OBGYN. And I was just kind of in the billing department and, um, you know, a lot of, and I, I studied art in school and so it was not like the creative job that I was definitely seeking and, um, and I didn't, and, and I didn't treat it as my full-time job at the beginning, although I did make sure I posted every day. And at that time it was really just a blog post and it might've been 200 words and a crappy picture, you know, that was way too small and grainy, but um, it was just something that I've always believed in habits and um, following like what you're passionate about. And so, like I said, it was a creative outlet for me at the time. And then it kind of just grew and grew and grew until we came to a point where I was like, oh, this is, people want to pay me to, to show their product. And it was kind of the beginning of this um, content creation as a career, I was really on the cusp of that. So obviously now you've really, you're one of the biggest names in this and you've partnered with one of the biggest home improvement stores, Lowe's. So what are your favorite yeah. go-tos from Lowe's? Um, what's it, and what's it like to partner with them? Lowe's has been one of our most cherished longtime partnerships. And that's something that we really pride ourselves with. It's creating those connections with not only our audience, but brands that make sense. And Lowe's has always been that. Um, from the very beginning, we, you know, as consumers enjoyed going into the store, we felt like we were getting the help that we wanted. I feel like their lighting collection is off the charts. I've always loved and adored their lighting collection. And that was definitely something that we um, focused on for our fall refresh outside is like, not only can you, does lighting affect the inside of your home? And I've been really even passionate about like light bulb color matters in your house, but Outside too, it's such a great way to create an ambiance. Wait, what are your favorite light bulb colors? Like, I need to. Know this. <laughs> I thought you would never ask, Amanda. 
<laughs> okay, so my favorite light bulb color is for overhead lighting, 3000 Kelvin. And so light bulbs are no, I can't believe I'm talking about this, but light bulbs are no longer about like how many watts because with LED, they are now, you know, not using that much energy and watts is a form of energy. And so now really have to look at lumens, which is the color or which is the brightness and Kelvin, which is the color. And so I love a 3000 Kelvin. It's not too cool. It's not too warm. And then lumens I adjust based on if it's in a lamp, I might go for like a two to 400. Um, if it's an overhead light, I might go for like a thousand. Okay, I'm gonna ask you, and this is sort of a, a hot take thing. I and, okay. and I'm gonna, this is like a little bit controversial in terms of decorating. Um, Trisha, she's okay. a publicist listening. Don't worry, don't worry. This is not gonna make Lowe's <laughs> look bad. But I gotta ask, what do you think of these fluorescent bulbs? Because I hate them. I'm okay with the LEDs. I have LEDs at home, but those. What is with these fluorescent bulbs? Why were we telling? They're awful, right? Well, and here's the thing. I think that, yeah, let's just, no one, I don't, I don't know what the fluorescent bulb is for. I have one in my closet in the house that we just moved into. It's got to go for sure. <laughs> and I think that, I think that um, people don't realize how easy those kind of changes are to make, but also the impact that lighting has on your mood. Oh. You know, in LED, in LEDs have even come so far that, you know, LEDs used to only just be this like really bright, cool light. And now you can get an LED in like a warm white that's soft and inviting and, um, you know, it, and energy efficient. It's, I just think there's so much, the fluorescent light bulbs make me anxious and you know if you break them yes. it's very dangerous to dispose of them and i don't whenever i see the choose your light bulb things i'm like do not use the fluorescent one do not no there's no i i haven't found a purpose for those yet so i'm on the same page as you no it's true though it it's like one of those things people don't talk about and i'm like i feel like this is a hot take but like what they should just get rid of fluorescent lighting but, okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. So I want to go with the love theme because it's Chris Loves Julia. Well, let me ask you, what do you think yes. of Because now the name is sort of your name. And I've heard, like, Lauren Everts say from the Skinny Confidential talk about this on her podcast. Like, the name really made sense at the time. And it becomes your name. But what do you think of, of the name at this point? Would Had you been able to see the future, like, would you have changed the name? Or is it just a part of you? So really good question. And I feel like over the past 12 years, the answer has definitely changed. Um, you know, at the beginning, it, we had no idea. And so Chris loves Julia. It was just, we put our names together. We were newlyweds. It worked. Um, and it kind of has transformed into this, like, I come up with all of these. And I think it's relatable that, you know, as a wife, I'm coming up with all of these ideas and designs that I want to do to my house. And Chris loves me so much that we do it together and we make it happen. And it works in that sense. Do I wish at times that there was a home element worked in? Yes. However, every single person knows my name. <laughs> you know, it's not like, it's not like, oh, the homebody crew. 
what's their names? It's, oh, Chris and Julia. And so that has worked for us. Um, there's definitely been times where I'm like, uh, I wish it was a little more telling of what we were about. But in the end, home is a love story. And our blog is all about a story about how we fall in love with our homes and how we help other people do the same. So what are some design trends that you're loving right now? Uh, I um, am really embracing um, richer colors um, and kind of like doing uh, doing what you love in your home, I think is so important and like, and helping people find happiness in their own homes. I think that's probably the most powerful trend that I'm about right now is like, I think that we've all been kind of following each other for so long that we're getting a little bit lost in um, what we do like. And it's like kind of shut off Instagram for a minute and let's think about what you really do love and helping people kind of unlock that. But definitely wallpapers and fun colors um, with out with fall weather upon us, I'm definitely thinking about my outside spaces and how I can make them kind of an extension to our inside spaces. Um, cozy for fall weather in North Carolina, it's kind of hot to hang out outside um, in the summer. But from what I've heard, we just moved here, but from what I've heard, it's amazing in the fall. And so we're really already thinking about how we can make our outdoor areas an extension of our indoor areas. That's been a big thing. Do you feel like a lot of the, because there are a lot of design bloggers and there are a lot of bloggers and influencers who honestly, a lot of it looks the same. Like you just start to see everyone sort of looks, there was like the Ikea, there's the farmhouse, there's, it almost becomes like, into, everything sort of has become, if you look on Instagram or you look on YouTube, you know, indistinguishable from, from one another. Mm -hmm. How do you find, how do you suggest people find what they love? I mean, obviously like people will see things and they're, they're influenced by it. They love that. But how do people, how can someone really make their aesthetic their own? Yeah. So, um, actually this summer we did a CLJ summer school and we kind of talked about all about falling in love with your home. And we did everything from purging to um, creating rituals in your home. But one of the weeks we talked about um, falling in love with your home by basically getting out of your comfort zone and um, putting the you in your home. I think it's really important to go back to and reflect on what what do we actually love and where does that love come from? And, you know, for me, I think about my childhood and, you know, watching little women and all of these classic movies. And I, I, I draw a lot of inspiration from that. Um, my daughter loves horseback riding. And so I, you know, think about how I can incorporate that into her room. And I have another daughter that loves frozen and we did a frozen bedroom for her room, not in, any sort of character, but in how an interpretation of what um, Anna or Elsa's room might actually feel like being in that room. And I think that home is 
can come down to a feeling and really to unlock what your personal style is, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And I think your comfort zone is probably scrolling Instagram and kind of copying off someone else and come up with something that maybe um, pushes you out of that and try something new and see how you feel about that. I love looking at old design books. I love watching old movies and seeing like what style really resonates with me from long ago because I know that those are the kinds of things that are going to last. That's so, it's so funny that you mentioned that about the the frozen room because I think kids decor when done by adults is absolutely gorgeous. But you can also tell when kids do do their own rooms and it's just sort of, I mean, Disney is cute, but it's, it's not design. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always suggest like, um, helping, obviously as a parent, you know, your child and you know, their desires and passions and things like that. I think a really great way to set them up for success is choosing, you know, narrowing down maybe the wallpaper or the paint colors to three to five that any one of these is going to be amazing. And honestly, you can do the same thing with your partner as well. Mm -hmm. If they're not in as into design, show them five dining chairs that would work great and ask them which one they like the best if they're if they want to, you know, be um, a part of that process. And I think it's a really empowering thing so that everyone living in the home feels like they have their voice heard um, is to narrow down the options and make sure that every option is a really great option. That's that's really smart. I'm looking for a new coffee table and I showed my husband too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is it. It's this one or this one. And that's, that's your, no, no, you don't get any other choices. That is it. Um, so I totally, totally relate to that. How has this move been? So you moved from Idaho to North Carolina and it's a friend of mine actually like, she's like, Oh, I live five minutes away. Um, a girl that I went to school with and she was saying how the area you're in is booming what is it like to start over again and to move to an entirely different part of the country yeah um wow it's it's incredibly um foreign and it feels a little bit scary at times it's also really exciting and we have been loving kind of the new pace of things, being, having access to a lot of great restaurants and, um, you know, furniture, uh, tons of furniture is made in North Carolina. And so that has been, Facebook Marketplace has been off the hook. It's been incredible. Um, and so that has been really fun. There's definitely things that we miss though. Um, but we also feel like you know, we're in our 30s. Our oldest daughter is about to start middle school. And it's kind of like, if not now, then when? And we were kind of ready for a new chapter of our lives. And so um, I actually grew up in Pittsburgh. I lived in Pittsburgh for 18 years. And then, you know, I lived in Idaho for 17 years. And so that might be my, that might be my max of how long I can live here. And so Maybe we'll be here for the next 15 years. We'll see. Wait, I'm going to ask you the Pittsburgh question. Do you know Leanne Ford? I, who doesn't? I love Leanne. She's incredible. I love her whole mantra, 
her. It's amazing. That's that's so funny. It's like Pittsburgh would be the home of like two huge people. I mean, very different, very different vibe, but like two, you know, very big names in design. Yeah, she's, I had dinner with her once. I was at a dinner party set and I sat next to her and she's just such a sweetheart. I really like her. Um, let me ask you, what are some design trends that you are not as not loving so much right now? I actually have this thing that I just told our team yesterday where I like want to challenge someone to tell me a design trend that they don't like. And then I'm going to show them an example of actually I'm going to convince them that it's actually not a bad thing. I have this, I have this problem where I have so much love and appreciation for so many different design trends. Um, and I just stick with, with one lane that I feel most represents me. Um, but if there was one that I would say that I'm not loving, I've never been a huge boho fan. Um, that's something that probably doesn't resonate with me. And I hate to say it, but mid-century modern has never been my shtick either. I just, the, that doesn't mean I can't appreciate it. It's just, I just can't bring it into my home. It's never fit. I have a whole theory about it, which is I only think mid-century modern looks good if it's the original mid-century modern furniture and not just something for, with an angled leg that people say is mid-century modern. Yeah, well, it's the angled leg that kind of is getting me over and over and over. Listen, I get it. It's it's exhausting I'm, to look at everything with an angled leg. So I totally, I totally understand. Okay, so let me ask one of my one of my followers because I said that I was interviewing you wanted to know what one of your favorite like what are your favorite bold paint colors? Oh, oh man. Um, I we did like a rusty red color in our last house that was. It still lives in my heart every day. Um, but I I actually can't wait to kind of incorporate every color of the rainbow. Um, I think right now I can't wait to do kind of like a really dark um, greenish blue I, I'm thinking about doing for our bonus room. So I think that I think that every color is on the table just with the right undertone. I'm a fan of. Maybe not orange. That's probably one that I would probably struggle with the most. It's no one's judging. Like whenever I see an orange room, I'm just like, what did you reject and think this was a better idea? So, you know. <laughs> but again, I bet I could find an orange room that I love too. So I, I'm just saying for me right now, that's probably one that I would struggle with. I like with. an Hermes orange and that's, that's about, that's the only shade orange that I like. So. Okay, Yikes. one of the things you are known for is DIYing. Two questions. One, uh -huh. I was listening to you on a podcast, I think from 2020, and you had written about how you spray painted your faucets with Rust-Oleum paint. So it's been a while. Did that, how did that end up turning out? Did the paint stay? I'm kind of just dying to know personally. Okay, so it was over a year and the paint was still looking really good. I will say that I painted um, like an oil rub mm -hmm. bronze faucet. And so the contrast 
you know, was not like I went from silver to black. And so I bet if it was silver, you know, I might have been able to see a little bit more wear and tear on that. But honestly, it was the biggest bang for our buck. And it was just to go to a matte black, really modernized it all. And I have no regrets on that project. Um, Would do it again. Let me ask, do you think anyone can DIY? Because I am terrible at DIYing. Like I'm a curator, I'm a great shopper, I'm great at certain things, but like ask me to do something, like I have ruined more peel and stick wallpaper, um, you know, just anything. I am not personally good at that, but I also think I might be better if I were more patient. Do you think anyone can DIY and what are the best DIY projects that are easy for most people to do who want to DIY, but are maybe a little bit hesitant? Do I think that anyone can DIY? Um, Yes, I do agree that it does require an element of patience and passion. Like you have to be excited about what you're going to do. Um, Especially at the very beginning, every, every project that Chris and I tried, you know, we had to learn how to do. And it was because we were eager to learn how to do it and we were on a strict budget that we had this make it work mentality and we did, we made it work. Um, The easiest projects to DIY, I mean, changing hardware on a dresser or vanity, you know, or even your kitchen cabinets, like that's such an easy DIY and something that's going to make a drastic difference for a little amount of money. But even painting a room is a form of DIY that I feel like everyone should try painting a room at least once in their life and then move on to adding some simple trim. But I think things that don't require a lot of power tools are probably the best DIYs to kind of get your feet wet with first. That's that's super helpful. Before we go, what are some quick decorating tips that most people don't think of that are super helpful to you? Like if someone is refreshing a room, Hmm. redoing something, what are like the best little nuggets you've learned over the years? Yeah. Um, So refreshing a room can be as easy as, well, we talked about Mm -hmm. lighting. So I always make sure every room has two to three sources of light. You want an overhead light and a couple lamps, maybe an accent lighting um, over some artwork I think art is actually one of the most powerful ways to transform a room be or a mirror. If it's a really dark room, add a mirror to bounce some light around. Art is really going to reflect your personality in space. And so take some time to figure out what kind of art you're drawn to and find a space for that in your room. And then I think the last kind of bang for your buck is going to be textiles, pillows, I love putting a throw over the back of the couch with the seasons, especially in the fall. It's a great time to kind of like layer a nice plaid or striped um, pillow over the back of your couch and it's instantly going to feel like fall. 